Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hello, Oregon. It's Monday, February 24th. This is Elliot News with a news update from The Oregonian and Oregon Live. A Forest Grove man has been released from quarantine aboard a cruise ship in Japan, but his wife remains hospitalized with the novel coronavirus that's raised worldwide alarm. 42-year-old Intel technician Kent Frazier is relieved, saying he now has access to better food and faster internet. And the clock is ticking on the 14 days before he can return to the United States. But Rebecca Frazier, Kent's wife, is still holed up in a Tokyo hospital, infected with the new coronavirus and waiting for results of her most recent tests. She hasn't shown symptoms, but she can't leave the hospital until two tests come back negative. U.S. health officials have been working overtime to prevent the outbreak from spreading in the United States, which as of Friday had 32 confirmed cases. Portland city officials are considering the nation's strictest ban on facial recognition technology, prohibiting its use not only by government agencies, but also by private businesses. Facial recognition technology typically uses a camera and software to analyze human faces and identify a person. The technology can compare a scan with an existing database of images, such as jail booking photos or government identification. There are no federal rules regulating facial recognition technology or what's done with data obtained through its use. City officials say that's forcing them to follow the lead of other cities and institute their own rules. Portland officials point to concerns over residents' civil rights and privacy concerns as reasons for the ban. They also cite studies that show the technology shows racial and gender bias. The ban wouldn't apply to private use, such as the Face ID feature on iPhones. The work isn't done yet for the jury in the trial of Jeremy Christian, who was convicted Friday of first-degree murder for killing two men aboard a Portland Max train in 2017. A sentencing date hasn't been scheduled, but jurors will return to the courtroom Tuesday and Wednesday to make certain determinations about Christian and his crimes. That will help the judge determine the sentence Christian will receive. Under Oregon's 2019 first-degree murder law, Multnomah County Circuit Judge Cheryl Albright has two options. She could sentence Christian to true life, meaning he'll spend the rest of his life in prison with no possibility of release, or she could sentence him to life in prison with a 30-year minimum. One indicator of economic activity is in the garbage. In fact, it is the garbage. University of Oregon economics professor Tim Dewey tallies the state's trash every month as a component of his Index of Economic Indicators, a barometer of the state's economic outlook. He began incorporating trash volumes in his index several years ago in the aftermath of the Great Recession, observing that the state produces more refuse in good times and less in bad times. It makes sense when you think about it. A healthy economy means people are buying more and building more, and that means a lot more waste, everything from construction debris to the plastic cushioning around packages ordered through Amazon. In the past few years, trash production has leveled out. That may indicate an economic slowdown, But garbage piles remain near record levels, suggesting the regional economy remains healthy. For these and more news stories, pick up today's copy of The Oregonian or head to OregonLive.com.